Welcome to the Unscripted Mom Podcast, where I, your host, Kara, will guide you through this journey of motherhood with what I believe are the keys to raising the perfect kids. I'm totally kidding. I'm Kara, mom of three, hoping not to mess up too much while trying to keep my sanity intact while raising my kids. I'm the unscripted mom. Why unscripted? Well, because life doesn't always follow script, so why should we moms? Join me as we talk about real motherhood, real mistakes, and real funny moments. Hopefully this podcast will be relatable, encouraging, and fun. You know what? Let's buck the status quo and live our lives unscripted. Check out my website, theunscriptedmom.com. I've posted pictures that I have approved with filters that make me look good, and uh, you can find out more about me. You can check out my thoughts and blogs, follow me on social media, and sign up for emails that I can send you two times a week because I know you have so much time on your hands. Just kidding. Let's get started. Today, I realize the important lesson of it's okay to not be okay. As I sat in the bathroom of my work, I held my hand over my mouth and stifled a cry because I wasn't okay. I was struggling. I was angry, frustrated, stressed, overwhelmed, aggravated, and I knew that I was like on the emotional edge. And sometimes, you know, when you're on the emotional edge, it all comes at you like a snowball rolling down a hill, gaining momentum and size, and you're overwhelmed. After a little cry, well, maybe it was a big cry, I decided to put my girl, big girl panties on and get on with it. It was in that very moment I considered that I was broken and hurt. I got in my car after a while and cried a little bit more, and I laid it out to God, and I said, hey, God, I'm not okay. That was when I was reminded of the scripture, Matthew eleven twenty eight, and it says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. You see, herein lies a problem that most of us face. We can't or won't admit when things are not okay. So many people suffer from high anxiety and panic attacks because when we feel overwhelmed, instead of saying, hey, I'm not okay, we think, I can't do this. And instead of feeling and releasing the emotion, we push it down and try to fight it off. Really all that does is build pressure and we go from a rough day to full-blown panic attacks. You know, whether it's pride or self-preservation or trust issues or whatever it is, but sometimes we just have a problem admitting we're not okay. And I know why. It's because it makes you vulnerable and no one likes to kind of feel vulnerable because it scares people. You're afraid you're going to get taken advantage of or looked down upon as weak. But the thing is, admitting the truth can actually give you strength. When I, had to, when I look at my relationship with God, I recognize that he wants my good, but he also wants my bad. He wants the good stuff, but he also wants the junk that sometimes I'm carrying. He's okay with me not being okay because he wants my dependency to be on him and not just myself. It's the very thing we fight against because we have the notion that we have to be strong, independent women. I mean, that's our anthem, right? I mean, Beyonce sang it, so it must be true. Independent women. And don't get me wrong. I'm all for finding independence and going after things and pursuing things. But yet at the same time, I recognize we need people. We need a village, so to speak. We need a faith that we can depend on. 
The Bible says, when I am weak, he is made strong. God doesn't need our strength. You know, others might need our strength, our family, our friends, but not God. He can handle us beating on his chest, venting our pain and frustration. He can handle your not being okay. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, for me, I believe that God is a good God. He's got me. That's the basis of who I am in the mess of things that go around in my life. I always think, you know what? I don't always understand it, but I trust God and I know he's a good God. He's got me. See, my dark places are not a surprise to him. My pain, my disappointment, my failure, my hurt, my frustrations are not well dis- are not as well disguised as I think that they are. I have a daughter, Peyton, and she's 10 years old, and we are like kind of oil and water. We just have that dynamic to where we love each other fiercely, but we fight each other ferociously as well. And out of all three of my kids, she is probably um, the dirtiest and messiest out of all of them. And see me, I'm slightly anal about a clean house. That's just, you know, mine, my thing. And so we kind of butt heads and we went through the thing where I said, can you please just keep your room clean? Can we just stay on top of this? And she was doing so well. And I noticed her, her room being, you know, neat and organized. And I was so happy that I decided I was going to do a little thing for her and, you know, help spiff up her room, put a desk in and just redo a few things. And I got to her room and I came upstairs and I was starting to work and she came home. She's like, what are you doing? I said, Hey, I'm so proud of you. Your room has been looking good. I wanted to just kind of spruce it up a bit, maybe move around some furniture. And her eyes got as big as saucers to where she immediately said, no, mom, no. And I was taken back because I thought, well, man, this is a good thing. I want to do something good for her. And then I thought to myself, you know what? She doesn't like change. She's kind of my kid that does not like anything change or maneuver. She likes the same old, same old. And I I looked at her and I said, hey, it's going to be okay. You know, you're going to love it when I'm done. I promise. And if you don't like it, we'll move it back. But let's just try it. You know, I'm just trying to challenge her to change. And she kept pushing back on me. No, mom, I don't want it. No, no, I'm fine. No, no, no. And I'm like, what is going on? Finally, she said, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a try. But can you leave my room for like 15 minutes? And I was like, what? She goes, you know, I I just need some time. And I was suspiciously like, what is going on? She was kind of hovering near her bed. Well, come to find out she didn't want me to change her room. Not because she didn't want change, but because underneath her bed was basically a Marshalls and TJ Maxx and a buffet of food wrappers completely underneath her bed. It was shocking to me, and obviously we had to come to Jesus moment, but I wonder sometimes if that's how we are as moms, as women, is that we think we're hiding our stuff so well that we've got everybody fooled, when really we don't. We're only fooling ourselves. When I was uh, in high school, my room, I got the room downstairs in my house, and I had my own bathroom, and my brothers were upstairs, and I remember my dad would come in, and we liked to shop. And this is back in the day when you didn't really have the internet for checking up on anything. Anyways, my mom was in charge of the budget and my dad was in charge of shopping, if you will. And he and I, we love, girl, get me to TJ Maxx, get me to Marshalls, and I'm in the zone. And he's the same way. I inherited it from him. Anyways, he would go shopping and he would buy stuff. And then what he would do is he would come in the house and he would hide the stuff in my closet downstairs. 
And then a few weeks later, he'd come in and he'd put on the new shoes he got and he'd walk out. And my mom is so sharp. Nothing was going to get by her. She would say, Phil, is that, is, are those new shoes? And he would confidently say, looking into her eyes, no, I've had them a while. And it was because he was hiding them in my closet, knowing that she might ask about these shoes. Guys, sometimes we don't do that great of a job of hiding our stuff. I I wish that we were all that good of an actors and got Academy Awards, but I'm telling you what, is that our stuff will always come out. And no need to hide it. No need to shame yourself. Sometimes we just have to be okay in the moment of not being okay. God is a parent who looks under our bed, deep in our hearts, and sees our struggle. He sees our weaknesses, and he's too good of a God not to care. So why bother hiding it from him? Why bother hiding it from people who can maybe help you walk through the journey, who can maybe help you walk through the pain or encourage you or lift you up? Listen, give God all of who you are and especially everything you're not. Take off your cape. It's okay to not be Wonder Woman, to not be a Wonder Mom, to not do it all. There is no shame in not having it together all of the time. I love Wonder Woman. I love being referred to as a hero and a superhero. But sometimes that burden is too hard and too heavy to bear on your own. You can take off your cape every once in a while. You don't have to be super mom. You don't have to have all the answers and know it all. It's okay to lean on God, to lean on others and get your strength from that. Who told you you had to pick between being strong or weak, happy or sad, powerful or pitiful, fearful or courageous? You know, I look at it like a train track with two tracks, both going the same direction, but two separate tracks. Don't feel like you have to pick one or the other. Feel them both. Embrace them both. It's okay to feel happy and sad and fear and scared all at the same time or in the moments because we run our lives on those emotions and we got to embrace them. We have to feel them. The train needs both tracks to run and so do you. You can feel two different things and still keep moving forward. Keep moving, walk. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey as long as you're walking, as long as you're moving. You need to walk in what I call your divine lane. What's that? It's the lane and the race that God has for your life. Hebrews 12 12 says, this is the only race worth running. I've run hard to finish, believed all the way, and all that's left is the shouting of God's applause. Man, I love that picture. Racers, moms, women, you have a lane, and guess what? You're the only one in your race. It's your race, your speed, your win, your ribbon, your finish line, and you're the only one that gets to cross it. No one else is going to burst through that ribbon but you. Some of our hiccups come when we forget and start the never-ending game of comparison. Whenever we look at someone else's lane or someone else's race, My dad says, stay in your lane. It's kind of like a quote. We say, stay in your lane. Whenever we try and veer off or do something, it's like, stay in your lane. What's your lane? It's your personality. It's your gift. It's your talents. It's your strength. It's the thing that you are good at. That's your lane. God's not going to help you be somebody else. 
you can't be a carbon copy of somebody else. I know sometimes we try and we look to others and it's okay to glean wisdom and ideas. Of course, those are great. But at the core, you need to be and own who you are. Stop swerving. Swerving is comparing. Life doesn't always look like a Pinterest picture. I have more Pinterest fails than successes. I'm, I'm okay with trying new things and failing because my value does not come from my failure. It comes from just being me and knowing my lane. I shouldn't be afraid and you shouldn't be afraid to try new things because in the end of the day, I'm going to own who I am. I might be good at cooking. You might be good at cleaning. You might be talented, a vocalist, and I am not. It doesn't matter. There's a lane that we're all supposed to be in and we have to embrace it. Embrace your race. Embrace your speed and stop comparing yourself. Listen, I love during the holidays, the Lexus or the car commercials that they have the big red bow on the perfect car and the woman comes out and she's in makeup and nice pajamas and she comes out and she's so surprised and, you know, the wind's blowing in her hair and I love that. But the fact of the matter is that that's, life isn't always like that. There's always, there's not a bow on top of a beautiful car and it doesn't always, life doesn't always fit in that perfect box with a great bow. Life is messy, and that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. Your job, your kids, your relationships are going to be messy. But some of the most beautiful moments in your life will come when you're not okay, when those circumstances are not okay, things that you're facing are not okay. Because after embracing the mess, you'll find the strength you didn't know you had a new love or passion for something new that could only be birthed out of that circumstance, out of that moment of not being okay. So what do you do when life's not okay? You find contentment. Well, how do you find contentment? Sometimes it's just the small things. It's the smile. It's the health of your kids. It's the car you drive. Or maybe it's just the funny show. I don't know what it is for you. I know for me, when I find contentment in the small things, when I'm overwhelmed with the bigness of my circumstance or my emotions or my problems, I, I have to drill it down. And I have to find the small things and find the contentment in it. Sometimes my contentment comes when at 8.30 at night, I don't care what my kids are doing, I'm taking a bath, and I can just relax and say, God, thank you, I can take a bath in peace. Not every night, but some nights. Find the small things, find contentment, because I guarantee you if you can find it in the small things, it'll start getting bigger, and you'll find contentment in things that you didn't know you were aware of. James in the Bible says, James chapter 1, verse 2 and 4 says, my brother, count it all joy when you face various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing, wanting nothing. Contentment is a confident conviction that you, that you have all you need for the moment you're in. You are enough. The power of contentment is it's the inner confidence that you're enough. You have enough for what God wants to do in your life today, tomorrow, next week. Listen, if you have contentment for where you are in your life right now, where God has you in your life now, when he does bring you into more, it won't be a more that you can't handle. It will be the more that you were made for. 
Find contentment now. Allow God to work in you. Whatever the circumstance, whatever you're going through, find something. Because when you get out of that circumstance, when you start feeling better and you're feeling, um, you know, relieved and and, and good things are happening, it's not going to overwhelm you again. You're going to have a level of contentment that you enjoy as you move forward. So this is your unscripted mom care saying, signing off, telling you, you've got this. You do you, boo. You know that saying? And whatever inspirational cliche you want to insert here, I'm happy that you're listening to this podcast. I hope you listen to more as we talk about being an unscripted mom. Don't forget, visit the website, theunscriptedmom.com. Love to hear from you and your thoughts and feedback. Have a great day. Much love. Bye.